I'm gonna mute. That's happening. All right. This is the Meanwhile Podcast. This is Kelvet, your host, and we're back. It's been a while, and we are back. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a year, at least. <laughs> I'm here with... Has it? It's been over a year. Wow. <laughs> I'm here with Lynette. Hola. And Aaronette. Hello. And I am Kelvet. So we are the at. Oh, okay. And one more. One more person's rolling in. Let's see. Welcome. Oh, it's a little dog and a, a little boy. Recording in progress. Oh, hello, baby. Hey. Hi. Hey. Happy, happy October. Happy October. Oh my so, gosh. So we're just getting started. We're just talking about the new season of Insecure. I'm very, very excited. Um, mm -hmm. And I said I'm here with the three S and Young John. Young John. Oh, young John? Who's Young John? You're Young John. When did that happen? I feel like, I like it's it. just old, old guy John. <laughs> Like my camera's blurry too. When people watch this on the Patreon, they can see you can get actually to see a picture of Young John. Gotcha. Hopefully, it's not the one you're looking at right now. They gotta pay to see these pictures. All right, let's gotcha. get started. I know we we have a lot to cover, and we we want to give you all the time we have. So let's start off at the top of the episode. So to we are talking Insecure season four. The title of the episode is okay. I'm gonna have to cut this part because I don't have it written down. Uh, somebody look it up. Somebody look it up. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> what is it? Hold on. I just saw. Well, what's the series sequence? Uh, it's uh, the new sequence. First name is. Hold on. I literally was just up here. I just watched it. Internet. What is it? Hold up. I'm getting there. It's reunited. I think is the like. I think assume will be the series. Prefix and this one is reunited, comma, okay, question comma, mark, okay. exclamation. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like reunited, like, okay, like that. Okay. Just like we are right now. Reunited. Right, we're reunited, okay. <laughs> Hi, Lynette. You're oh, muted. You're on. Hi, Wolva. How are you? Tired. People pay to see this you've on the got, Patreon. You've They're got 22 babies at home, so I get it. Yeah, in the new home. So, In the new home that you've moved and have to unpack and put things yeah, in places. That's why the background is blurred out, because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I should actually blur mine out. <laughs> I'm not leaving mine blurred out, just in case somebody comes up behind me. So you can tell it's done, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone comes through this window, you're all going to see it. <laughs> Perfect. So, so the episode starts um, with some of what looks like the bay and the people in the car, they don't even start the episode with who I would consider the main people. Like it's not Issa, it's not Molly. They start the episode with Kelly, Derek, and Tiffany. What was that about? What do you think that was about? I think it may have just to set the tone 
that they may be seen a little bit more than normal in the past or whatever because usually they aren't really the center of attention mm-hmm. so I guess maybe they're trying to show everybody since this is the last season that was my thought yeah uh, was- I, I, I saw I saw it different I saw it was like uh just like making you want to get more excited to see what you know where Issa and Bali are and it's just like that intensity, you know, like building that. Yeah, intensity. go build up. I like build up, too. Yeah. And maybe just give more time for the season end. And so I'm going on right now. No, you're fine. You're fine. So then there's they they get to the campus and um we see well actually we get to the airport and we see Issa. We're at that point I really thought that she was I didn't know where she was. I thought she might have been on vacation because the last time we were in the airport People were going on vacation, on trips. So um, she gets in the wrong car. They make a joke of it. It's cute. Um, they get to campus and you see everybody all together. They're getting ready for alumni weekend at Stanford. Lynette, have you ever been to an alumni event at your university? Actually, I have. I just went to one right before the pandemic. Do you know that you guys are both, did you know that Lynette and Bova are from the same university? Did you know that? I can yeah, I remember. Wait, I remember how that. did you get invited to the reunion? I don't think I make that cut. Well, at, at, no, we. I mean, they always have it at the same time. I get emails. I yeah, I must be off that list. They're like, please don't come back, sir, <laughs> ever. Well, my how alumni it, Miami University. It was nice. It was nice to see the campus again. You know, it mm-hmm. looks completely different from when when I went, but. It, it was it really like nice, and I was alumni see- day kind of thing, mm-hmm. or was it like a well, reunion a for like your class? Okay, and no, it gotcha. was for everybody, like all ages, gotcha. Gotcha. and it was and it was all weekend. It was all weekend long thing, kind of like the same as the show. Nice, that sounds fun. Oh, and one thing I forgot to say was that the timeline is supposedly this is two months since the last ep- since the last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, supposedly. That's kind of the timeline that the show's giving us. So um, Alumni Weekend, and Issa is a panelist with her new business. She's an entrepreneur. The B-L-O-C-C. What does it stand for? <laughs> she needed she didn't even know. <laughs> she didn't even know. <laughs> she didn't know. She get, she'd get to that last word. The and Not... <laughs> remember it i live for the below cc yeah it was black yeah, life loved- opportunity culture component, and culture construction i don't all i know is when it said blow cc then i was like my brain went a whole different way like <laughs> blow cc could be a lot of things a lot of inappropriate <laughs> so it was connection so um so at that point um, Molly comes in and her and Issa are twinning in their Stanford sweatshirts and um, yeah what, what, any vibes on that in that moment anything it was oh awkward <laughs> well but remember they can't see you so if you shake your hand side to side like you're not sure the fans cannot see it I was giving it a meh weird <laughs> weird like and then the way they talked about it like oh my gosh I sleep in this and Molly's like oh my gosh I don't I was like 
<laughs> you just made it worse by even talking about it. Just been like, oh, that's weird. Move on. It but was, yeah, it just it was threading more discomfort into their like relationship. It was cringerella. It was super cringy. Yeah, yeah. So Doctor, so Molly brought up Doctor Rhonda. She's like, Doctor Rhonda said that I should really just get out here and enjoy myself. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Uh, at that point, they, <laughs> <laughs> they get. Uh, oh, Derek is flipping through the the guidebook, and they see that there's a in memorandum, in memorandum, in memorandum. What there you go. I, there you go. All of the yeah. All of the above. Memorial. For Kelly. So in memorandum. Why was that so funny to me? And she got so offended. She got so but, wait, wait, wait. Uh, at first she, was she wasn't hurt. offended though. At first she wasn't offended. So at this point, she's kind of like, oh, I can't believe that they thought I was dead. You know, like right. and um so. Yeah, because then she had expectations of the band, like how they were all going to do all these good things for her. But mm-hmm. in that car ride, that tone changed. Significantly. So, And I get that, like, because you don't always want to be treated as the funny one, even if you are most of the time. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's too much and just want to be like, guys, like, this upsets me. Absolutely. Yeah. So... We're going to get to that part because we have to dig into that a little deeper. Yeah. Because okay. that leads us to something else. So we got to dig into that. But we're, make, we're making good time. We're making good time. So um, they get outside. And at this point, um, Tiffany is talking about how, based on the tone of your hay, you can tell that how well Issa knows somebody. I feel like this is true. Sometimes I'm like, and the, the hay is letting you know whether or not it's a close right. friend or you know what are what are your different hays, Silva? I'm normally like I just normally if I don't know then like hey how you doing? So like a lower tone. And then there's like yeah, and then if it's like somebody that I like don't I do know but I don't care to talk to, mm-hmm. it's more like hey. Okay. Uh, okay. If I do know them, it's normally no hay. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. You know, good to see you. Okay. But the the hay is definitely reserved for I don't have a clue who you are. <laughs> or I do, and then it's a different version of hay where I'm like, I know you. Hey, like that's enough. Right, right. Bye. So so at this point, Kelly pulls, no, uh, Molly pulls Kelly aside and she's like, so what's going on with, you know, why, why is she acting like that? She said, well, we was fake back before we were back back. And she said, you got to know everything about her. You got to know what make her hair grow. You got, I said, what? But you know what? Lynette do know how to make my hair grow. So like that made sense to me. I connected with that moment. Lynette, I want to hear more about that. Like. About the yeah, hair growth? <laughs> right like so you know how Kelvin hair grows so that's like a connection she does she gets me I get I I think it's funny the whole thing about like you know how many jo- like jokes I didn't laugh at in the beginning you know you just gotta throw it in there if you're gonna rebuild 
You do. You got to like let some things go. You got to be like, <laughs> that's funny. Even though, you know, but I connected it to, you know, you know how they always say, like, when you go to the uh, salon, that's where you kind of like pour your soul out all the time or go to the barbershop. Uh, that's okay. how you like, you, you know, everything about that person, because that's, right. it's like a, it's like another conference or a council, you know, session <laughs> you go. So that's where I, how I connected it. Like, oh, you, like, you got to know who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. And your crown is your crown of your hair is the most sacred place for a woman. So, right, I didn't think about that. I have a couple of sacred spots, but uh, all right. So, uh, got it. Ah, uh, so um, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Whatever. Not all spots are sacred to everyone. Oh, oh my god. We'll just say that. Okay, we'll say that. We'll so, say that. But we'll say that. <laughs> so the next thing up is uh there's i might they start by playing blow the whistle which i love isn't that by too short such a good song and the girl was playing it on her flute and then we get to meet cheyenne and she was a member of trap habit a girl group a girl rap group with it seems like it was Kelly, Issa, Molly, and uh, Cheyenne were in Trap Habit. You know, it it, it didn't. So it didn't. Like, well, I, I, I felt I, like I, Kelly was just there, like dancing along, but not like getting into it a lot. And yes, that could have been because maybe she felt upset about the other stuff. But then she did the magical high lift. I was like, hell yes, the leg lift. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I like that song. Drop the baby off. That sounded like it was actually like a hit. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, I like this. I mean, the whole thing made me very happy. The whole interaction. Yes. I, and there was a little bit of foreshadowing in there about her not Paying how she got in. Dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like Kelly was in yoga all summer to get her leg up. Like Kelly was literally in was. yoga all summer working on that leg lift. Yeah. Good for her. Like that. That takes time. I mean, that's a that's a hard lift right there. <laughs> it was I'm impressive. Do that now and get like four inches off the ground, maybe. It was well, Issa tried it and she didn't get off the ground very much either. No, she it was, was like, like, yeah, I like that. She's like, yay. Lena, I need your input on this part. We're talking about the the Omega PJ party. Okay. Now, Molly is talking to Amari. Uh, Derek and then another friend who they don't even know his name. I don't even know that friend's name. And um, the point of that conversation was to let us know that Amari is divorced now and he was interested in Molly. And I was very intrigued because I know for myself, I went to a lot of Omega pajama parties and I I definitely had a good time. Have you ever been to a a, a Omega party, Bova? I know I haven't. <laughs> you haven't? I was too nervous to go to them things. I, I've our, never been there. And, and we only had like maybe three Q dogs on 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 uh, campus at the time. They weren't throwing anything. They were still trying to be in existence at the time. Trying to live. I remember. Can I, can I ask questions about them? 
Yeah, what, yeah. I don't know. Like, is it that. is it like everyone, the boys and girls, is a party and everyone's just in their pajamas? Yes. Can I ask how long the pajamas stay on? Is it the entire party or? Well, remember you're on like college diff- campus, so people. This are is just of- a different show. Yeah, they're kind of people on college campuses are strangely conservative. Sometimes you know, like nobody was getting fully naked and stuff. People were just keeping their pajamas on. They were just like dancing. Okay. But I remember I went to a step party when I was in high school. I don't know how my parents had took me down there to visit the campus. And I remember the Omegas were biting girls on the butt. And I (laughs) (laughs) But that was that was a selling point to go to the university for me. Oh, gotcha. You're like butt biters on (laughs) there. I was like, they got a little personality, you know. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was, it was, then I don't think, I don't think I got bit, but I was witnessing people getting bitten. So biting party over pajama party. Yeah, Yeah, pajama party over bite party begins. So uh, immediately you see this internal struggle with Molly trying to figure out what she wants to do with this Amari relationship. And you're just like, Molly, really? I don't know. I just felt like, it, it, Molly felt to me like that girl in high school that was like, I think me and Derek are dating and you just met him yesterday. I'm like, calm down. Like, <laughs> it, it felt aggressive. It felt aggressive. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, she, she tends to overthink things. That's what got her in trouble with her other relationship yes that's exactly how she ended up solo was that she was really trying to make something out of nothing like in terms of their conflict and their problems and yeah she didn't want to communicate whatever well I want I have a question for both of you about that that like so just kind of going up for a little bit where she asks Issa and talks about it with her Mm -hmm. and like Issa's like you've never really been into him, that kind of thing. But I guess at the same time, people change. Or, or, or is she just trying to remind Molly, you've been through this before. Don't do this again. I think she was just trying to remind her, you, this, is, this is your pattern. Like, be aware that when you like somebody, a lot of times it looks like this. You mm. know, quick involvement. You meet somebody, you immediately think that you're dating them you know, and, and maybe that's not what's happening. Maybe it's, maybe you don't got to take it so seriously because they talked about the fact that they were friends with benefits. Um, and right. about what are the benefits? And I was like, you know, well, and at that time they talked about the fact that there were no benefits. They were both sleeping in twin extra right. longs on the college campus. There are no benefits at that point. But, if you but isn't it ironic that, that she acts like that now, even though, you know, now, well, before she was with somebody that was married or was a swinger, like, make it make sense. Right. I don't get it. But wouldn't you, as like a friend, if, let's say, Lynette, you and I went to a reunion, right? And I met someone that I knew in college under similar, similar circumstances. But then they had grown up, right? We all have matured, moved on. He was divorced. You know, so therefore available. Would you encourage just getting to know him? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Issa almost said, like, mm, don't even try to get to know him. And that might be because she's trying to save Molly from herself. 
That's what I took okay. from that. Okay. I felt like she was trying to save Molly from herself. Not necessarily saying Omari is trash. Because Omari, I mean, like you mm. said, give people a chance. And I think it's also because she just got out of the relationship. It's not that far out. That's like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to f- think about long-term relationship with somebody that you knew from your past. Like, slow down. Maybe that's not it. Maybe you need to figure out what you want in life, period, before you start getting into another relationship. Maybe that two months is not enough for her. Right. Yeah, I, I guess that's... I, I suppose if I would if it was me, I would have said to... If I, if it, if I was Issa, I said just... Listen, you get to know him, but you literally are are you in a place that you you know you can't move too fast. But I see your points in that she probably would move too fast, yeah. whether you said it or not. It, that's exactly what it is. Like she sometimes tends to get ahead of the situation <clears throat> and not make good. She sometimes is impulsive, makes poor decisions. So. I think Issa was trying to but say not, you did, but you didn't say what you would say to me if I if we went to a college reunion. What would you say to me, knowing me? I mean, nope. you said that you would just want to get to know him as a, like as a person, as a friend. So that's totally different. Right. I don't see nothing wrong with that. But like But what did she say? She didn't say anything like I want to marry him. But the way she was talking, she was like, should I? I mean, I mean, this could be really serious. I was like, calm down. Calm down. Gotcha. I see what you Just mean. Have a, She's right. I mean, you can have she a got, conversation before you get married. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she, that's she a good was point. acting yeah. like she was about to be proposed to. No, Baru. By the end of the reunion. Yeah. All right. And and he was not giving me feature character energy because they didn't even give him a full facial camera angle. They were not letting me know that he would be returning. So I was taking, I was reading into the edit. He, he Omari is a one episode and goodbye. Okay. If he comes back, I will be gagged. Hmm. Interesting. I might take a, a bet on that. Ooh, Amari's wait. Okay, let's go. You think Amari is coming back? Yeah, I don't think that storyline's over because I think it's gonna put. I think he comes back as the test for. I'm working on myselfness. Okay, I, I like that. So, like, like- almost as a. How are you going to stick to your guns of working on yourself and not dating? He'll be the distraction to like build the story of where she is with that. I hope, I really hope that comes through because I like, I like a good storyline. I like a good arc. They're giving it. I do too. And I like seeing people challenged by, you know, previous things in their life that everyone's like, "Eh," but they still do. Okay. So she got to show someone. There may be someone on this call that I'm talking about or on this podcast. I don't know. Who are you talking to? Moving on next. Hey. Oh my gosh. You can't subtweet me if you don't tell me it's about me. Well, then why do you think it's about you if I didn't? I just uh, subtweeted. Because the other two are. Uh, okay, you know what? You know, okay, anyways. So back to the um, show. Hmm. <laughs> so they go and they're doing the memorandum and they, they said, Kelly, I can't say that word. Memorandum, memorandum. I even looked at the word and and I knew I could, I wouldn't be able to say it out loud. I was like, there's too many U's in it. There's too many U's in it. Memorandum. Close enough. Does it even have a D in it? I felt like it didn't have memorandum. Is it not a memorandum or is that like when you leave a, mo- a message for somebody, a memorandum? 
I don't know. And maybe that's what that I means. just say we call it a memorial, just to make it easy. So they said Kelly always carried a purse and she was she had the best thank you <laughs> leg. And I understand what she was saying because I remember once I was at a job and we were going around giving positives and everybody's positives to me were like, you're funny. Yeah, you're, you're fun. And right. other people were getting like really heartfelt like things about them. And it's just one of those things where I think what Kelly was saying was, you don't want to be remembered just for your stanky leg. You want, you want somebody to be like, Kelly impacted the lives of many, you know, like something like that. Right. So, Issa, well, oh, go ahead, go, Especially go. after, after spit, you know, spending that time with that panel, right? And but we're not there yet. We're, we're, getting, not, we're not there yet. We're not at the panel yet? We're, we're at Issa with throwback me in the bathroom. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. We're, the panel's next. The panel's next. So, Issa. I'm going to connect some dots, so. <laughs> so, Issa's with throwback me, and she says, you know, the college tenure reunion. And I just felt like it was longer than 10 years. They seem older than 32. They seem 32 to you? I'm bad, of, I'm really a bad gauge of people's age. Okay. But I didn't think- You they don't didn't like the cat? Yeah, what? 30s. Oh. 30s. 30s. I feel like they're older than, I feel like a little bit old, not like much older, but like that was giving me 15 year reunion vibes, not 10. I was like, Ugh. anyway, so Issa, I just found it interesting that Issa was lying, <laughs> lying to her throwback self. I just felt like, why are you lying to your past self? That doesn't make any sense. What did she lie about? I didn't catch it. It, huh? Oh, she was just lying. Like, I can't remember, like, what she said that was a lie. Because, I mean, when, so I remember they were just talking about, like, talking to her like she was still in college, right? Like, mm -hmm. telling her to do the Insta stuff. But I didn't understand the, let me see her abs. And she backs up and she's got this great body thing. And then it got weird. The whole thing felt weird to me, but but I thought she was lying to herself about the idea that her and Mo oh about her and Molly were gully gully. She's like, are you and Molly still gully gully? She's like, yeah, we good, we good, still kicking it. When that there, wasn't okay. the truth at all. Right. That was what she was lying about. I was like, what does she gotcha. lie about? Right. But what was the point of lying to your past self about your relationship with Molly? Especially when the past Did self didn't bring up anybody else. They didn't say, how, are, how is your relationship with Sarah, your freshman, your roommate? No, she said Molly. It was significant. I don't know. Maybe because your, your past self, that person, believed it would be in a forever, you, you would always be forever that close. Mm -hmm. And so it's just uh, maybe like a foreshadow into where they're going to be again. They'll be back together again. But yeah, it's a good question. And why she lied about it is also a good Point. It's just one of those things where I, I know that I know that those friendships change and fade and like when you're in them, you really feel like they're forever. Like mm -hmm. you really, really are like, I will always live next door to Adri. I can't live next door to anybody else. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. 
to live anywhere yeah. but right next door to her. And then your life changes and, and uh, it's not what it is anymore. Yeah, my, uh, my college roommates and I, two of, three of them, we lived together for a total of 10 years, both in and out of college. So like, that was what I thought in my head, we would always live together, you know, and, and then I moved to California, you know, someone got married, well, they lived together for a little bit longer, and then one of them got married, but yeah, like, you think these people are going to be your roommates or your next door neighbors or your, you know, whatever, forever, but, but so, but I think that that's where the old Molly and her head, you know, the, when she was talking to, same things were planted in our heads in college, right? Your roommate, your neighbor is always going to be the best person. I can't imagine life without them. Can't imagine it. Yeah. And then, yeah, before you know it, you've got a new set, a new group. Are, are those the friends that you went that you were with? When I went to Charles uh, uh, or Polly's Island, South mm -hmm. Carolina. Yeah, one of them. It wasn't Dave, but it was CT and our fr our friend Danny. And Danny did live next door. He wasn't a roommate, but yeah. in college, yeah, he lived next door, and I tutored him. Um, he was on the soccer team, so essentially, I went to his tutor session and got him out of their like study time, and we went and drank beer and watched TV. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's those people that I think you always have a connection with. Go but at that time in your life, you think, yeah, I think at that time in your life, you think that it's a forever connection, un uninterrupted yeah. by other things. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, I have more, I've, I'm still connected to a lot of my high school friends more, more so than college. I mean, although I see them, sometimes I see people and I have some, still, still connect with some of them, not everyone, but it's just interesting because the, it's not like sometimes it's not that you disconnect it just shifts like a the relationship shifts so it's, it looks a little different it's been adjusted to your life and it's not the same because you've grown out of that maybe that mentality that they were all a part of or you know that type of crowd you just it shifts with your personality or your goals in life and I mean that's just I think that's just natural um but I know with Issa and Molly it's a little different because they've been close for so long <clears throat> so and I mean even in their lives if you look at it there has been some shifts there has been some changes and they have to like go with it and they may and that may mean that they have to go different directions for a little while. But friends, like I say, like my like my friends that, you know, I don't see often, but it's like when we get back together, it's just like there was no time, time lost. Right. And no hard feelings. Yeah. Because we get it, you know. Yeah. Like we Lynette, know that. So if you and sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, like, so let's say you talk to We'll start with your high school self, right? Who would your high school, the version of you say, like, which friend would she ask you about and where are you at that? Say if that's that too personal. Time. So like like Issa did, right? You're looking in the mirror and you're talking to your high school self, not college self. Mm -hmm. We can get there. Ooh, that would but, be a mouthful, but go ahead. But like who, your high school self, who would she ask your future self, like, uh, how's your relationship with, 
And then, mm-hmm. like, how is your relationship with X now? Yeah, I think it would ask, definitely ask, how was your relationship with my best friend, who's still my best friend? But, I mean, it's like there's nothing we wouldn't do for each other, you know? But there's still, there's definitely a shift. So, I don't right. know. It, I guess it's just different. Yeah, I was just curious who your person was. Like, like I, I like thinking in my head, if I looked in the mirror and someone asked me about high school and college, who those two people would be. And then, you know, in my head also be like, okay, that one didn't. I figured my best friend Joe and I in high school would be best friends forever. Yeah. And that just didn't play out. Yeah. Now my college friend, it kind of did. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to, I like, I just wanted to hear who you, who you guys think your high school or college reflection would ask you about and where that relationship stands. That question was beautiful. My high school self would ask me about Angelique and Angela. And I still, they're still in my life in different ways, of course, through the shifts. Um, And then my, my college self would ask me about Adrian Ruth. And I would say, I would say for, for Ruth, I mean, it, yeah very different so different and then Adrian the same thing I don't even talk to her you know and I you know and if and if I did I wouldn't have nothing but wonderful things to say and I I'm sure our conversation would be rich and hilarious and and then there's also yeah yeah I don't know yeah it's a, it's an interesting <laughs> I like that I liked that scene a lot because I was like oh what about you you know what would my person say back to me oh Okay. All right. Wow. That was good. Now the panel, the panel asked a few questions and there was four people on the panel and um, it seemed like a big deal. That was a big deal. They were the main speakers talking about entrepreneurship and they asked Issa, what's the biggest lesson you've learned on your journey? And Lisa said, Issa said authenticity. And I thought that was a good answer. The audience gave crickets. (laughs) So she gave a little pock. She sang a little pock and then, you know, and then it it was what it was. And then the second question they asked her is, well, they also asked Nadia the same question. And Nadia, who I think is coming back, it was a vibe. The way she said, first of all, I want to say, Issa, I love your singing voice. so sweet and she said to believe and invest in yourself and and I was feeling that panel because I am a new entrepreneur and I just was like a hundred percent like you have to believe and invest in yourself I, I was like yes yes I feel that and but then I really connected to the next question at what point did you feel a sense of stability and Issa Issa passed, you know, she passed it to the next person when they, when it came to her, because that whole idea of like, what is stability in a, a new budding business? You know, how does, what does that look like? Does it even exist? And I guess I'm at that place right now where I'm like, the same answer is Issa. I don't know that I'm on the right path. And, you know, if I wake up tomorrow and wasted all my time and that's, 
time I'll never get back. Like, what does that mean? I loved your answer because I thought it was so, it wasn't a cliche that people wanted to hear and clap for. It was her like deepest, darkest truth about where she was mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I was curious, like I didn't put together who had like more experience than others, you know, like right. maybe she hasn't gotten that like, oh, I've made it moment or I'm here just because of like how little time she's, it would be what now, like a year or, or less, like the, or less, or yeah. less, yeah. So I think if these other people have, you know, better answers, some of them could have been completely just, you know, soundbite worthy or get those, get those applause. But yeah. I think that I appreciated her answer the best because I'm guessing those other people may still be even thinking it. They just didn't want to say it to look weak. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's that idea that we're, we're right now in, um, I was, I was, something called the great resignation. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. of course you did. You're HR. Yeah, we got HR on the phone, baby. <laughs> so the great yes. resignation, and it's all about this idea of finding what career path makes the most sense for you, finding what mm-hmm. what it is that makes the most sense for you. And, and it's going to be some trial and error. Like, I hope that I'm doing the right thing. I hope that I'm making good decisions. I hope that what I'm doing is impacting people in a positive way. But 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 I'm being honest when I say I'm not doing everything perfect. And that that it it feels it doesn't it just it leaves you feeling like lost in a way like oh shoot I'm I'm effing everything up. But it, but that's not, not true. true. Like in my other brain, you know, my, my other brain, I'm like, no, that's clearly not true. You're, you're crushing it. But in the same, and, but there's nothing, there's that other voice. Oh, is this? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> because it's definitely the great resignation happening. And outside of entrepreneurship, there's other, um, other areas too, like, that that's affecting it because of the whole COVID pandemic Mm -hmm. people are desperate for workers yes so if I'm working as a service person one and I can go over here and become head service person or lead service person I'm because they're taking anybody because they just need bodies I'm going over there so I'm resigning from this company but it leaves a void there because now they don't have that person but you went somewhere else because you were getting more money and I think people are just trying to find opportunities, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're leaving the corporate life. It just means that they're fine. They have, it's, it's, it's almost like with um, the house market, it's a seller's market right now. It's the same concept with jobs and careers and mm-hmm. finding your path right now in life and where you want to go. And the, no place like, no, no time like the present to do it right? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot more opportunities out there now to, to give you that chance. Whereas before everything was kind of gridlocked. So, I mean, I, I totally, that was just a sidebar thing, but I totally get what she's talking about. Like, you don't know, even, even, even doing, being under corporate in the corporate world or 
with a public sector, you, you take an opportunity, you take a chance, no matter if it's an entrepreneurship or like I said, uh, government or whatever, uh, corporate, it's a chance that you take when you go anywhere. Um, it's just trying to figure out your path and having that opportunity to explore and know who you are as a person while you're trying to figure out those things out. And sometimes that balance is hard because you don't really know, you don't know who you are, especially if you haven't in, been in that field by yourself before. It's hard. You know? And then for Issa trying to find sponsors and getting all that help. And she's not a known name. You know, right. most people that are starting their business, it's, it's hard. Either you are going to skyrocket or you're going to fall flat. Oh, Jesus. So, I only got two choices. <laughs> you, got, you really, you really do. Because at the end of the day, it's like, Sometimes there's a, stat, a stagnation, I would say, to, you know, in between that. Um, most people that fall flat give up, you know, and then those that, that persevere are the ones that never give up, even when it looks like it's not going the way they want it to. Right. Hmm. Well, I- yeah, uh, wow, that was awesome. And, and I think about this, is, even though this is sidebar, of course, we're all in different places than we were a year ago, career-wise. Like, all of us are in different careers or jobs. Yep. Wild. Wild. I did not ever think I was leaving my, my last job. I never, I couldn't mm-hmm. see my way out. Oh, too, too deep, too deep. All right. <laughs> right. No, I, le- I left after however many years. 22 years I was assumed I'd be there till I died yeah I feel like that's like I feel like that's everybody's story right yeah because they made it but that's what I was talking about that gridlock they made it seem like there was nothing out there they sure did and then as soon as open positions just kept popping up everywhere it's like oh wait a minute hold on the industry needs me there's opportunities out there but you guys kept saying that you need to be happy to have a job. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you every day. Yeah, yeah. now things have backfired because they're like, people don't want to go work for these other jobs because there's better jobs out there now. And I'm sure the companies, I mean, you, you see it all, all the time, like, especially from conservatives, you know, about how people don't you know don't want to work anymore blah 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 it's not that it's it's a company's it's company's worst nightmare that people are having the opportunity to move up do something better and it's just not a good time for them yeah well I, I I definitely think that Issa is feeling this change and and in a way um even Molly went through the change and uh-oh, what you got to say? What you got to say? Net? Net? What'd you say? Oh, okay. So Issa and Molly. What's up? So they all they all meet back up and then they're about to split up. So this is where Kelly says she's going to the band because she swears up and down that the band is gonna play every single instrument as a tribute to her. And uh, 
what's her name? Um, Tiffany, Tiffany and Derek go off. And then Molly and Issa, they go off together to talk. And this is a really heartfelt talk. Um, and Molly asks, they're sitting at the table, they're having some dinner and they're talking about everything. And, and Molly had affirmed Issa and told her how great it was that she had told her truth during her speech. And then Issa followed it up with um, just more honesty and vulnerability mm -hmm. in that space. And then they decide to go eat. And when they're eating, a kid brings a flyer and puts it on the table. And I, I tell you what, I like insecure for this because I, oh, whoop, I knew what was going on on that campus that weekend. There was some kind of political rally. Did you know, could you tell this too? There was a rally on campus about human rights or about lives like Black Lives Matter. Did you did you see that? The kid brought the flyer to the table. I saw it brought the flyer. I assumed it was something in, in that vein. It, it had to be because then later on, you see some other kids with the signs. They're, yeah. they're yeah, like they didn't even when tell they that. Called her When they called her ma'am or something. Yes. They didn't mm -hmm. even tell that story, but I was on campus and I fully was invested in, I was like, are we going to the rally, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> that was some good storytelling. We didn't even see yeah. it, but we knew it. But you know, right. Insecure is messy sometimes. They they may come back at the last episode and show us the whole, the other side. Maybe Lawrence was on campus. I We don't even yeah. know. We don't even know. So, Lawrence uh, on campus. He just showed up, pretended like he wasn't there. Or he was doing other stuff that whole weekend that we didn't oh, see. Oh, maybe. And then like, so, but that's insecure. They, that, that was some good storytelling. I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah. at that point, Molly reads the flyer and she says to Issa, are we going to be okay? This episode had a lot of good questions. So we're, uh, yeah. So, but the question, she said, are we going to be okay? And I want to know your predictions. What do you think they're going to be okay? I don't know. I don't know because right now it's still awkward. Like, and it's almost as if they don't know how to get past that awkward, awkward stage mm. of rekindling. And I really think that they have grown, grown out of each other. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, it's a possibility that they might have have still a have a friendship that like you know no matter what if you need me I'm there but it just it's just gonna look different it's not gonna look the same as it was when they first when they were what they were used to mm -hmm. I really think that their um interactions and their dynamic will definitely change and I don't think it'll ever be how it was before and I think that's what the issue is trying to adjust to see where they fit in this new place. And I think that we're going to see that progression throughout this last season. I 100% agree. It okay. makes me sad. Uh, it makes me sad. Like, it reminds me of another show where, like, you know, the, the two very close characters at, near the beginning of the season or the season before had a huge falling out and tried to, like, figure out, like, how do we rekindle what we had and and instead of just building on where we are um 
and it was it was hard to watch you know they built they they made a different kind of friendship not the one that we all knew and loved and you know uh they just built a different kind of friendship that continued in through their adult years and then you know when they became parents of children you know their kids were in the same schools and so I see that yeah I, I don't the question is will we be okay is like you'll be okay in, at some level I, I don't foresee them becoming enemies or even like I don't want to talk to you anymore mm-hmm. but I think that yeah I think it's going to be a hard season to watch because of that because I think a lot of us, including me and viewers, want to see it go back to the way it was. But mm-hmm. I don't, even realistically, as watching it, you think to yourself, is that even possible? Like, is that really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that next scene, they're in the car and Tiffany's driving, Kelly's in the front seat, and she's kind of sulking because. As Boba said, the band did not do what she expected them to do. The band did not show up for her like she expected. And, um, you know, they're singing in the backseat and Cheyenne is with them. Cheyenne, Kelly, oh, Cheyenne, Molly, and Issa are in the backseat. And this was a fun scene. Like they were, I mean, they were having a good time on the way to the club. We've all been there. We've all been, mm-hmm. you know, six, eight deep in a, in a Prius on the way to the club in, in Cincinnati from Miami. You know, you've been there. Everybody been there. Those are good nights. <laughs> they are. So, um, they, Molly is upset and and that's when she says, is everything a joke to you? And, and, like, and like you were kind of saying, like that idea that just because you're the funny friend doesn't mean that you're always going to be the punchline of every joke. And, and I, I'm okay with that. And sometimes, sometimes other people don't like it. Like to them, it means that you're not being yourself, but sometimes that is yourself. How are you going to tell me that's not my authentic self when I just don't want to laugh right now because I really had expectations that people cared about me and they, they actually didn't show up for me. So, um, they pull up because Cheyenne suggests that they get some drinks before they go to the bar because they know the bar always watering down the drinks and they stop at Continental Liquor liquor and Gourmet. And I wish the tip was on a call to tell me if this place really exists in California because it actually looks pretty nice. Continental Liquor and Gourmet. Like, that looks like a, it was a nice. <laughs> would, you, would you being from California, does that exist? I don't know if it did or not, but I felt like I'd had good cheese and stuff, like <laughs> good wine selection and good cheese. Let's talk about gourmet, like nice chocolate. Continental liquor and gourmet has everything you want. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to go back to say about, like, her comments about, like, is am I, you know, is everything a joke to you? Like, yeah. I have a funny, my quote, my mom told me this in college. She said, you know, John, everyone um, wants to be friends with a clown, but nobody wants to date the clown. Mm. So pretty much that's why I've been single most of my life, I guess. That actually reflected. And I think that she was having that introspective moment, like, I don't want to change who I am because I do like being funny and having fun and being goofy. But if that's all you're ever seen as, that's sometimes, that's hard. It's hard as shit. Hardest stuff. 
Oh, you can test. All right. All right. So, um, sorry. Did they go in the gourmet shop? No, I was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with your mom. Tell your mom I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't agree with Better her. Part. You have her phone number. You text her. And I'm going to text her that I disagree because I've seen a lot of clowns get married, and we've all seen some clowns get married. <laughs> yeah, I think it was in my 20s in college, and I was just being crazy and having fun, you know, not finding your girlfriend, which, you know, later in time would make a lot more sense. Yes, yes. So I think that's when it was said. So. But it was funny. It made me laugh. I was like, never thought about that. Yes, I know plenty of clowns too. They got married. <laughs> They're so, all divorced now, but they did get married. Because they, they were funny at one point. <laughs> they found their they found that person funny. Now they don't anymore. So so Molly, Issa, and Cheyenne get out the car. They go in the store. They come out the store, and they get robbed. This guy walks up to them with a gun and he's robbing them. And Cheyenne is screaming hysterically and Issa's standing there and they're like, give me your, he's asking them for things. He wants their watches, he wants their shoes. And then all of a sudden, you know, Cheyenne is just wailing and he says, shut the, shut the fuck up, Chai, shit. And you say, oh, he knew her, he knew her. That part was a, a mess. When I tell you I was pissed, I like How I wanted you? to fight her. Like they laughed, they laughed about, but I was pissed. I was like, I wanted to fight her. Like I wanted never, to fight her. Never has being held up with a gun been okay. Right. It's just not okay. And they they really did laugh it off, but <laughs> it it in no way was funny. <laughs> It was not playing. Huh? I wanted to fight her. Yeah. I I would like to watch that actually for sure. Do you think it was laughing though? Because it was like, uh, I can't believe uncomfortable this is laughing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, wow, I'm scared to death, but this is how I'm gonna deal with it. Absolutely. I think they were laughing because they had a moment together, like, yeah, like, like back crazy in the day. Moment. Yeah, that oh, they could yeah. share. Yeah. I thought, honestly, Kelly was going to come up and jack the guy in the back of the head to be like, who's funny now? Oh. Like, you know, oh, so you don't take me seriously now? Just like, whoop his ass. That was but, my question. Like, where, where, where was everybody at? Why didn't they see that happening? Or hear that. You, remember, you, you know how it be when you're in the car and your friend's in the store. And you be like, come on, y'all. And then you're not paying no attention because you was talking. You know, Kelly was sulking, so she probably was on her phone. She was swiping. She was on her phone swiping. She was looking for yeah. love. Looking for, <laughs> she was in them DMs. Yeah, but that was definitely trauma bonding light. And and I like the fact that they joked about the Issa shoes. That was funny. She was like, like that, that was, that was like, nah, that you was real those? <laughs> Well, what is like, the here. watch thing? Something about the watch, and I feel like it was Cheyenne expensive. Said, she was like, don't give him the, what you call, the fact that she knew oh, exactly she what called kind of watch it, out. it was. She called it out to him. Yeah. She's like, she take, like take this, take this. And she said to him, don't take the most expensive watch. <laughs> yeah. Now that makes sense. He was, was trying to, uh, she was, she was like guiding him almost. Yes. 
guiding him on what to take. To take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a bull, and then she man. Wanted, then she wanted the shoes. I was like, that's just rude. Let nope. the woman have her shoes. Like the shoes was a whole nother level. Like you just gonna let her walk around barefoot because you want right. them? Right, exactly. I mean, the the gun was one thing, but taking someone's shoes, that's rude. Not okay. Not okay. Oh, what's happening here? So the next morning, they're up giving kind of speeches to what's what kind of, like almost like mini obits <laughs> for Kelly. And she gets to blow a candle out on some pancakes. Yeah, that was weird. You don't one moment you you don't want to be recognized as being dead, and the next you want people to memorialize you so that you can feel better about it. You didn't like that, huh? I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> no, yeah, it felt contrived to me. I was like, that no, no. Noted. So yeah. they blow out the candle, and at this point, um, you know, they talk about Omari again, and that's what brought them back up to Omari, and they go outside, and they talk about Omari, and blah, blah, blah. That's when the girls bumped into him with the sign, and as they're standing outside of that, of that restaurant, I was, the way that they shot that scene gave such main character energy that I was for it. It was like, the way that they shot that scene where they were in front of this building, and all of that to say, I think people need to embrace their main character energy. I think that everybody needs to take more moments where you are just owning a moment. I kind of feel like like that's that's something that both I think that we specialize in that, giving that main character energy in, when we're when we're out and about, out and about. In the town, throwing down. Oh, I thought you meant like in theater. In theater, what? 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 Okay, okay. Um. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, no. I agree. I agree. It's just, yeah. I was gonna say if you talking about theater, no, that never happened. No, that never happened. No, I was talking about main character energy in the show. In the sense of like, live your life like you are the main character. Right. Like the people want to watch you. People want to see the scenes. They want to see them. And they want to know the dirty details. All of them. Give them to them. Give them so the messiest of details. <laughs> uh, uh, what was his name? Funny. What was his name? I forgot his name. Which one? <laughs> Mari, Omari? No. Are you talking about me right now? I was talking about Angel. What was his name? An An Angel. <laughs> Angel? I don't remember his name. I don't know. I don't know. I'll delete this part. When somebody yeah, says they'll delete I'm this so part, confused. they always they never do. They always, they always leave it. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're going to delete this part, I have a few things to say right now. But I won't. I know. So the Kelly clan, Kelly asks these really good questions as they run a montage of scenes underneath. So I have some questions for you. It's only 
two people here. Wait, what are you talking about? So at this point, Kelly is Kelly is in front of a microphone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like podcasting. She's podcasting like us. And she's yep. running. She, they're running a montage of pictures underneath it. And one of the pictures is Issa kissing Lawrence at the airport and mm-hmm. Derek and Tiffany putting their baby in its little Stanford onesie. And, right. you know, we, we get to see these scenes of them in their lives. And then Kelly asked these very specific questions. She says, if you knew the end was coming, how would you make the most of your time left? What legacy would you want to leave behind? How would you want to be remembered? And is there anything you would change? And then she says, join us for Prentice Preguntas. <laughs> I was like, I hate that name. <laughs> I loved it. It took me a minute. I was like, Preguntas, question Spanish. Got it. Good. Princess Preguntas. I liked it. Okay, so I, I think that all those questions are really, really solid. So I, I think what I'll say is this left me feeling like it was about the end of the show, but it also made me feel like that felt ominous to me. Like it felt like some, it didn't feel questions for something sparkly coming it felt like something dark is and it felt sinister did you get that or did you kind of feel like it was good vibes good questions like i thought it was is this going to be at the end of every show now to show at like the progression of the the season i would be okay with that i also feel like it's going to be it feels like it felt like she was foreshadowing a death Ooh, okay. I don't know if I got that. It felt Maybe. heavy to me. It felt he- those questions. If you knew like, the end was coming, how would you make the most of your time left? Like, yeah, those are pretty deep questions, and I, I think it it foreshadows at least this. A lot of people have some real soul searching to do. That's fair. That's I'll take that. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. And, then, and I think it was reflective of her situation, like what she had just went through when I thought that she was dead. Absolutely. That's and it absolutely. made her think. And I'm like, and then she's probably thinking like, what? Like, these are questions that came through her mind. Like, what if, what if I was dead? I didn't, I didn't leave anything or, or did I? Or Come did on. I touch somebody? You know, did I change somebody's life? Did I impact someone the way that I had desired to? Yeah. Like, those are the questions that I think she probably asked herself which made her want to talk about it on her podcast. Then also, I also thought too, like it was just reflecting on everybody's situation currently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a self-evaluation of where you are right now. Are you happy? Are you making a difference? And like, just like, you know, the uh, situation with the baby at first, she was going through that postpartum depression. Yeah. And now she's being the mother that she wanted to be, you know, that sort of thing. They were just showing like, and I thought that I thought it was appropriate because when she's talked about the legacy, are you sharing a legacy? They showed her with the baby. Right. So, I mean, it was reflective of what was happening to me. And then at the same time, um, a foreshadowing of what's to come. 
because these are these are like I think this is it would be like the the script the uh almost like the outline for the script for the remainder of the season yeah I like that part yeah that's a very good insight I 100% like how people are going to work towards how they want their legacy to be you know throughout the Mm -hmm. season I could see that for sure it's brilliant Mm. and so we get to the point where Lawrence and Issa are in the car they pull up in front of Issa's house and I thought Lawrence lived in, in the bay and he's dropping her off at home so I was like what's happening here but anyways he drops her off and he says should we once again there's so much questions this episode there's so many questions and at this point, Issa lets him know that we got that it's over. But the way that Lawrence she was, lets him know that she was a brat and she didn't never think she didn't think nothing through. Oh, is this thought. is this where you're mad? Oh, yes. hello. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yes. Okay, I, so here's here's the here's my thing. Oh my goodness. You are still mad about him about to have a baby with another woman who was she was he was with when she wasn't with you. Okay. And you didn't get pregnant when you were messing around with him and another man. So make it make sense because it sounds like pop calling the kettle black. You just didn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was totally unfair. It's totally it. unfair. Yes. I didn't like that. Oh, I didn't think I about that. Yeah. It's no, just that not makes fair. 100% sense. <laughs> I, I guess I saw it differently. Like, she said no because she wants to try and, like, based on her, what do you call it? Her talk is feeling insecure about her future. And, like, I don't know, maybe, like, she wanted to start over fresh. But I see what then you're also, saying. But then also, she didn't even say goodbye. Like, you just walk off. Like you couldn't even give him a hug or a thank you for picking my, my ass up That's from true. the doggone airport. <laughs> That's true. No, you're right. Like you just walked nothing. away from it and you didn't even give him a definitive answer. You just stood there looking stupid like a deer in the headlight and didn't say anything. I'm just sitting here like, so you're going to say something? Like, are you going to finish your thought or finish the sentence? Are you just gonna make this poor man read between the lines because he's trying to make it work, even though he knew that there was there was a risk in trying to make a relationship work with you because because of that girl being pregnant. He didn't ask to, he didn't want to be with her. And it happened, and you know, it happened. Like she they were in a relationship, but you thought they weren't gonna have sex because they were she was he went with you. Like, I don't get it. Make it make sense. What is there? What is what is it? that is making you so disdained about being with him. Like, what did he do so badly? You guys were not together. And that's mm-hmm. just period. I don't think you know about this, but yes, I have a question. he might have been feeling insecure. <laughs> I hate you. I do too. I'd like to be cut from this podcast. Thank you. So wait, so <laughs> I guess I forget because I have a bad memory. Okay. Are the, are they dating or was did we end last time that they're thinking about it or is he with that woman that has the baby? They were dating, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the times that he was going, he had he was about to like make sure that the other girl knew that they were not together and that he was with Issa. The girl came over and told her that they were that she was pregnant. And oh, the last right. season ended with 
him going in the kitchen with Issa telling her that she was pregnant. That's right. And then that's what Issa was like, well, where does that leave us? And then the season ended. Do you feel like he really wants to be back in it with Issa or did he want Absolutely, to Absolutely, I do. Are kosher? Absol- okay. okay. I believe that he, he loves Issa. Like, and I think that was one of the reasons why he had acted out so much. Bef- you know, going to different girls, trying to figure out, you know, who he was. And he was going through mm-hmm. the stages trying almost like trying to like um you know how people will smoke their way through things you know and just to, or stay up on a high just to not to deal with the reality of how they're really feeling he was cinderella so, he was cinderella with that with that ding dong he was using it as a glass slipper seeing what fit <laughs> right whatever so <laughs> yeah whatever Whatever I got with you, son. Though I so there like, you drag you drag yeah. yourself with things to keep you from th- picking up the reality, right. and then he he made made the realization that he was he he loved her, and that wasn't going to change. Right. Yeah, I agree. He was doing everything he could to keep it out of his head, even though it never worked. Whether mm-hmm. it be drinking or sex, you know, sex addiction, whatever. Because he had and a he sex addiction for he sure. He did not have a sex addiction. He was yes, he did. banging some freaky freakies. He was having maybe, fun. Uh, he was I having he was a sex addiction, and maybe we should reevaluate your comments. He was having an August to, to August to October kind of life. <laughs> he was sex addicted only because he was using it to. He was not using pain. it to mask anything. You don't know what he was doing. He was enjoying himself. Enjoying- Are we still talking about him? Are we still talking about him? <laughs> he was enjoying being sexually active and just, he looked like he was very good at it. So he had a lot of people that wanted to try it out with him. And then mm-hmm. the doctor told him he had a beautiful penis. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, I mean, maybe because I, I, I might crazy. be biased, but I'll I, take love, I, I'll take this I like Issa. I may be biased, but I like Issa, but I really like him. Even for for her, you know, like they just had a great dynamic, and I hate that she gets, like, she keeps talking about Molly being in her head, but she gets in her head just the same. Oh my goodness! You, oh yeah, you and I, I think for her, and I'm not, I'm not for it. Okay, I'm not for I'm you having. Of, now I am. She's convinced me. I'm kind of for it <laughs> because they did have something incredible, and otherwise this wouldn't be the way it is if they didn't have such an incredible relationship, right? And then you look at the very small things that turned it sour. He'll be okay. He'll meet somebody new. He'll meet somebody new. And I'm getting tired of that. I'm getting tired of that storyline myself, honestly. His sex addiction? Me too. No, just him him getting with other people just to go back to Issa. Just be with Issa. Just call it a day. Although, Stop. but the way she's act- acting, maybe the way she's acting, he's like, is so con- conflicted. Like, I want to go back to Issa, but not if it's going to be like this. Like, how much should he, how much, how much of this does he deserve to, you know, before, before he has to say, you know what, I've done my part. I'm walking away. And I think that's where he's going to be at this point. That's why he looks yeah. so devastated. I he think you're right. Him. And and I think that's going to be real hard because he's going to move on and she's not going to be ready for that. But at that point, it'll be none of her. That'll be all her doing. 
And so, I think that's happening every time. Like she'll see him with somebody else, and then all of a sudden, I want to be with him. I don't. Right. Th- I think I don't know. About this. I don't know about this this narrative that you guys are selling, but I will say the show ended and the song played called "Fun" by Nima, and the lyrics are, "Was it just for fun?" Take it as it is. Was it no, just it for fun? It wasn't. Well, Lynette, what's what's one prediction you have for the future of the season? Bova, what's your one prediction for the future? I'll go, I'll go first while you guys think. So, like I said, my hot take, my prediction for this season is that there is trouble a brewing. So that's my prediction for the season. I do not think this season is going to be a lot of rainbows and candy corn. I am seeing some darkness. And I think that that's the show's attempt at showing us maturity. And I think they're showing us in the, the drama side of, of a dramedy. That's what I, that's my take. Lynette, Bova, Arnette? I think that, um, it's a possibility that <clears throat> I don't think Issa and Molly are going to be the same, of course. But I think that something going to go on between Molly and Lawrence. Gasp. I do. Gasp. I'm writing that down. Okay, I'm going to write down our predictions. I'm bringing this paper back. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That was weird. I didn't hate it because I would enjoy seeing them talk through some I would enjoy that so I'm hopeful for that for them I think something's going to happen between Molly and East and Molly and Lawrence I want to see I think I think Hazel Eyes Hazel Eyes is going to come back yeah I hope so I hope and cause some cause some situations with with Issa Molly and Lawrence oh my Kelly's gonna end Kelly's gonna end up with him my prediction is that Kelly is going to start this rehab of her life and like let all these like weird relationships that are you know shattering kind of behind her and instead of taking the time to play the like the healer the you know the funny healer that brings people together she's going to go she's going to go get her own like arc her own arc with a man or a woman or something that takes her and leads her into like a different place that she's ever been the whole series does she end up happy she ends up the happiest and i hope she finds somebody like near her age instead of she keeps trying to rock that cradle every time okay are y'all like pretending like you're not talking about me and then you're like saying it like what are you doing right now keep what? that's on you i wasn't say, even thinking about you, you. Uh, someone feels i was not even thinking one. about you i didn't even think about you rocking nobody now I, I feel very now attacked <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling very attacked right now i just think that kelly needs somebody that's more established in life and has what? a head on their shoulders because that's what she has. She needs somebody to balance her and equal her. Thank you. That's what I think is going to happen. She's going to meet someone she thinks it's a whim and she's going to catch feelings and it's just going to take off. And while the other drama stuff is going on, she's going to learn 
to focus on herself. I love that for us. Her. Good Lord. We're crossing reality with with a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone thinks it's about them right now. Are we? And maybe some of those comments are a little bit about them, but. Let's go. So, tickle, tickle. so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Seriously, and I. Aaronette, the silent partner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there, Aaronette. You couldn't hear. She's out. She at work, so she probably tried to. Oh, uh, she's trying to just listen. Mm-hmm. Trying to just Incognito. listen. In. listen in. <laughs> yeah, she's probably cackling, listening in. Yeah, but I'm excited for this season, you guys. So I I definitely hope that you all tune in for the season. Please enjoy the podcast from before and like and subscribe. I don't know what that even really means. Give this a five-star review. There's something like a button's <laughs> at the bottom. You go like, subscribe, whatever. Share it with your friends. If this Make gets, it If this viral. gets three, three listens, I'm starting a Patreon. If this gets absolutely, this hmm. gets ten. This gets ten listens. I'm quitting my job and assuming this is my full time job. <laughs> <laughs> the great, what's it called? The great the recession. Great, the great meanwhile. The great, the great meanwhile. Lit. Right, yes. right. Meanwhile, like everyone's that. trying to get in different jobs. This is the great meanwhile. Ooh, uh, it is weird that, that we have all switched careers in a year. 